This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25-20, 15-10, 5, snowshoes, touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked off Bishop E.H. And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh! Oh! Are you serious? Slam jam back! Get ready for the NBA fucking contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson and maybe the most correct man in McPherson over the weekend, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, unfortunately, you were right about a lot of things this weekend. I was. Number one, that the Bullpups would take second in the McPherson Invitational. That was your pick at the beginning of the tournament. It was. And you got that correct. Number two thing that you got correct, and for KU fans, they're probably very upset with you, that the Jayhawks would go to Morgantown and lose. You got that one right. Got that right. Number three, you had a feeling that the road team in the NFC would go go into the Superdome in New Orleans and that Jared Goff, the Los Angeles Rams, would find a way to win. Oh, they found a way. And it sure didn't look like they were going to win for a while. But <laughs> they got they, a lot of help. But they got a nice no call wow. that eventually led to them winning. Worst Blown call in the history of the NFL. Whoa. Hot take. Hot take. That's a pistol hot take. And then the final thing that you were correct about that was very upsetting for most people in our listening range and the people that listen to our show is you predicted that Tom Brady, the New England Patriots, would come into Arrowhead Stadium and they would win by a touchdown. And you got it correct. I hate being right sometimes. You were really, really right this I weekend. I was really right this And it was week- a bad time to be right. It was a bad time to be right. I never had a good feeling about the Chiefs on Sunday, especially at the start. I really didn't have a good feeling, but what great job of coming back. I mean, they were embarrassed in the first half. I mean, that was, that was a pitiful performance the first half. There was one theme with this Chiefs team this year, and for me it was a positive theme that – in every big game they played, any time they got down, I had the feeling that they could come back and that I was always very positive in that. And I think there were other people that were waiting for the worst, maybe you, Steve, Oh yeah. that every game you said, oh, well, this defense, they can't help them out. But I was thinking more on the offensive side. And in every big game, whether it was the first Patriots game, whether it was the Rams game, whether it was the Chargers game, my thought was just get Patrick Mahomes the ball back If he can have the ball in his hands, you feel pretty good about this team's chances. But what proved to be the difference was, at the very end of the game, Mahomes didn't have the chance to get the ball back in his hands because his defense never 
helped him out once. And Steve, I don't know how this Chiefs defense looks on paper for what they did yesterday, because it's not good when you look at what happened on paper. But when you dive into it even deeper and you were watching this game, I don't know if they've had a worse defensive performance they gave in up. the last 10 years. New England ran almost 100 plays in the game. They ran 94 plays, and the Chiefs ran 47. Yeah, they doubled. doubled them in plays. Yeah, The Chiefs' defense was about as bad, and it was Business. about as humiliating of a performance as you can imagine. And they had several turnovers. That's the crazy part about this, is that if it weren't for a couple of turnovers... They give up 700 yards. And this was a defense that all year long, we knew that at some point they were going to have to make a stop. And what did I say on this show on Friday, Steve? That the Chiefs would be up by four at the end of the game, and Tom Brady and the Patriots would have the ball. And if the Chiefs make a stop, they're going to the Super Bowl. If they don't, they will not. You and I were both pretty accurate on this game. Now, I picked the Chiefs to win, and then I had faith that they would make the stop. And they didn't. But we had a good feeling for what this game was going to be. And when it comes to this Chiefs team, the thing we're going to look back on for a long time, what happens if the Chiefs have the 15th best defense instead of the 31st? If they just have an average defense. They might have been 15-1. and Let's just say 20th best defense. Yeah. They are a below average defense in the NFL. Where is this team? Because... I don't think they lose either New England game. Nope. I don't think they lose to the Rams, and they probably don't lose to the Chargers. No. And where, who was the other loss? They had, two to, they had two to the Patriots, one to the Chargers, one to the Rams. They had another loss in there somewhere. I can't remember off the top of my head. because they lost, they lost five Yeah, they games. lost another one, but I can't. they lost four. Okay. But, well, five, including yesterday. Playoff, yeah. But this was a team that everything was there. And there's so much excitement and anticipation going forward because you sit here and go, man, this is Patrick Mahomes' first season. Right. This is just year one. And there's a little bit of excitement with that going forward, and you're thinking, okay, they've got Tyreek Hill. They've got Travis Kelsey. They have Sammy Watkins. And maybe the defense will be gone. Maybe they'll have a new defensive coordinator. But part of me today thinks, what if this was the only opportunity? Exactly. What if this was their golden chance and that's at I, home? And that's what I was saying about the Saints game yesterday. They got robbed. They got robbed at the end of their game. And I, and I said to somebody, I said, what if they don't get another chance? Because it takes a lot to get to the championship game. It really does. Look at Phillip Rivers with his career. Very early on in his career, he makes an AFC championship game. And everybody at that time was saying, look, Phillip Rivers, it's going to be his league. He's going to dominate. And for the most part, he's been good, but his teams have been very average. Yep. You just don't know when you're going to get back. Or let's look at the Denver Broncos. They were on top of the world for three years because they had this unbelievable defense and very below average play at quarterback. Now, because of how good their defense was, they were winning the AFC West, going to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. And here we are three years later, and they're in this spot where I don't know if they can ever make it back because they just are so bad at the quarterback spot. Right. Where with this Chiefs team, of course, Patrick Mahomes is so good. But what happens 
in his second year as starter? What happens in his third year as starter? What happens in his fifth year? What, what happens if he runs out of Tyreek Hills and I Travis Kelsey's? Say, economics could play a big factor in the Chiefs' future because there's a salary cap in the NFL and you can't keep – you can't pay. These guys are all so good, you can't pay them what the, you know, what the market value is going to be. You know, Patrick Mahomes can write a they, – they can just give him a blank check, whatever he wants. And they'll pay it. One billion dollars. They'll pay uh, it. I'd be fine with me. Yeah, they'll pay it. One of the other things going into this game, Steve, that I've been thinking about all season long and and going into the postseason and playing against a team like New England is what's going to happen in a playoff game where the Chiefs' defense has to be on the field. And my nightmare coming into this game, I was telling somebody on the phone early yesterday morning, is that the Patriots have the ball for like 40 minutes, and the Chiefs have it for only 20. Right. Time of possession yesterday, including the overtime, New England, 43 minutes, 59 seconds. The Chiefs, 20 minutes, 53 seconds. Yeah. That this was the nightmare playing out, with Tom Brady just dissecting this defense and dissecting the secondary. 13 of 19 well, on third down conversions. Is it safe to say that Bob Sutton has coached his last game? He, he can't be back. He can't be. He can't. Because this wasn't a one-year aberration, being horrible on defense. This is... It's not a one-year aberration of can't, making stop, can't make plays in the playoffs. Right. This, is, this has been going on for quite a while. And if nothing else, just for a new voice. Right. And, you know, maybe a new look. Coaching really does make a big difference in the NFL. Just look at Sean McVay. With the Rams, yeah, they were ham and eggers. They were not. They were pitiful. Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher, Mister Five Hundred, yeah, Mister Five Hundred, worst coach in the NFL. Sean McVay gets there. Last two years, uh, playoffs last year, make it to the Super Bowl this year. After they were like two and fourteen or four and twelve the year before he got there, coaching does make a difference. One hundred and seventy-six rushing yards for the Patriots, three hundred and forty-eight passing yards. Yikes, and. Tom Brady threw two interceptions in this game, yeah, and they scored 37 points, and they were stopped on a fourth down and inches in a spot that I thought the Patriots should have gone for it. I thought it was a great call. Yeah. And as we look back on this game, one of the things that we'll remember, and it's one thing that I hear preached about a lot, is just not making the right play and not catching breaks. And one of those is D Ford. Why are you lining up in the neutral zone? Of all the plays, of all the plays the in Chiefs play, history, the the one play out of ninety four <laughs> that the Patriots run, he happens to be offsides. I mean, come on, you're looking right down the line of scrimmage. How can you not see that you're offsides? And not to add to the fact that he didn't get a hand on Tom Brady all game. They well, didn't sack him. I said it. I said it uh, to several people today. The MVP of the game was the offensive line of the Patriots. They manhandled the Chiefs yesterday. The Chiefs were just. Terrible pass rush. Their pass rush was horrendous. And they tied for the league or lead league in sacks throughout the season. And they, I think they got, uh, they hurt him twice. How many passes did he throw? 40? Yeah, 500. He threw like 40 <laughs> passes, I think it was. Well, probably more than that. 46 passes. 46 passes. Never got sacked. Patrick Mahomes got sacked at least four times that I remember, maybe more than that. Here's one statement I'll make, and, and we can talk about this. 
For those of you that are complaining about the overtime rules and saying, these overtime rules are so stupid, and Patrick Mahomes didn't even get a chance. I did go home at lunch today and on all the talk shows, that's the thing, the overtime rules need to be changed. That's I understand that that is a complaint, especially because I'm a big college football fan and I like their overtime format. But the thing to remember here is, the Chiefs understand the rules. They know the rules. Mm -hmm. And they know with their defense that if they don't win the coin toss, then they need to make a play. Mm -hmm. And you know what happened? They didn't. How many third? They converted 13 third downs, I believe it was. 13 of 19. 13 of 19. It's like an NFL, the the most in the NFL, like 35 years. The Chiefs had plenty of chances to not let this game go to overtime. And my theory with overtime is you get 60 minutes to play a normal game. Yeah. After the 60 minutes, we're going to have to modify some rules here because we need a winner. And we don't want to play for three more hours. Right. Where baseball, you can go all night. Oh, yeah. They had chances. And I don't really even have a problem with the way the overtime works. I think it's a little strange, but I don't have a problem with it. If they know that if they go to overtime and don't win the coin toss, then why are they kicking a field goal with 11 seconds left and the Patriots in prevent defense with nobody really rushing the quarterback? And they had a chance to throw one more pass to the end zone and try and win it at the 20 or wherever they were at. Right. Why not run one more play? I thought if about you that know too. if you go to overtime. I was calling. I said, go for the win. Go for the touchdown in the, you know, in the end zone. They threw one and it was open. Yeah. And they overthrew it. And Mahomes did miss a couple during the day that were. There was one early on Darren, in the game. Darren, or Damian Williams out of the backfield. I mean, he's, he's running the wheel route. He is just wide open. And if you're going to complain about the officiating today. I'll be honest, I thought the Chiefs got a decent amount of calls. I, I, I thought the Patriots got burned on and, a few. And the replays were all, they were spot, they had a right. The Edelman touch, I don't think he touched Never it. Never touched it. There was another Edelman, I think it was Edelman or Hogan, that made a catch and it looked like it might have hit the ground yeah. and Andy Reid challenged it without even looking at the play and burned a timeout yeah. there. Now, there was one that New England did get, it got overturned. Yeah, it was okay. the Edelman one on the, or it might have been Hogan, Hogan. whoever it was, Hogan. it was on the sideline. I thought the officiating was fine. Yeah. Now the roughing the passer penalty was a Real. little bit weird. Oh, that was. Weird. I, I mean, that, that, that I didn't quite it. understand that. They missed it. And but I don't think that was the difference in this game. The difference in the game is the Chiefs were absolutely torched on defense. They were. And about as bad of a defensive performance as I can ever remember. Yeah. They just. That's they, why they lost. How many times did New England punt? I don't think any. No, they had one that I know of. Well, I can't see it on my sheet here. Box score, maybe I'll be able to find it. But this was a Patriots team that knew their game plan. And, oh, there was one punt and Tyreek Hill lost 11 yards. They knew their game plan and they knew what they needed to do. Excuse me, two punts. He only had one return. They knew their game plan. They knew to take away Tyreek Hill as a weapon. Boy, they did. One catch, 42 yards. Three targets for Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins, the guy that I said had to be good in order for them to have a chance, he was. Yeah. Four catches, 114 yards. But they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't do anything in the first half. And we can blame the defense a little bit, but the offense knows how bad the defense is. Yeah. And to put up a goose egg in the first half and not take many chances, well, that hurts. That first half, Kansas City's offensive line was totally confused. And they barely had the ball. Yeah, they were totally confused. They didn't know where the rushers were coming from. Mahomes never had a prayer in that first half. Of course, Kansas City didn't try to run it very much either. I... Don't feel as bad today as I have for other playoff losses because 
I gave you the script for what was going to happen yeah. with this game. Yeah. And I knew all season long that it was going to come down to the defense. And everybody knew the defense. Hold on for dear life the and maybe they'll get a stop. Good enough. You just hope the offense would somehow carry the carry the game. And that's what we said last week, saying the Chiefs are not going to score 14 points in this game. They might not score 50, but they're going to get to 30. Yeah. And if you can get to 30, you have a chance. They just basically did it all in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they scored 24 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Whenever they got the ball back with 30 seconds left, Steve, did you think they were going to have a chance? Mm-hmm. I knew they were going to have a chance. I, I thought I, I I said New England score a touchdown. I said they're going to get Mahomes a, the ball. I said, we're going overtime. I knew Mahomes would make a big play, and he did. Got to get him the ball, but unfortunately, he didn't get the ball in the overtime. New England made a great call on the coin toss and the Chiefs defense. And the other thing, everybody's saying, well, they they never even got the chance. The Chiefs' defense was on the field for five minutes in overtime. They had yeah. to go 80 yards. Well, the, the Make first, a play. I think the first drive of the game kind of set the tone for the defense. Yeah. 15 plays, 80, what was it, 80 yards, 80, 75 yards, took 810 off the clock. The Chiefs had New England in third and long, third and long, third and long in overtime. And they ran the ball in early on third and six. Oh, we can get six yards on the ground. How many times did they run it and get a first down? Uh, too many. Tom Brady just kept audible into a perfect play. It was a bummer for the Chiefs yesterday, but a great season, a great finish, and hopefully a bright future, but you just hope that this wasn't their golden opportunity. All right, Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, I've got some Mitch Holtis audio because we didn't get to carry the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. We didn't even get to carry Westwood One because of a little screw-up in our system, but... We do have some Mitch Holtis audio, and we'll play that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Selm. Steve, we were bummed that the Chiefs were not able to be played on our station on Sunday. We couldn't get Westwood one, and based off of the contract with the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network and with the NFL, we couldn't play any Mitch Holtis. Yeah. And you and I were saying that if there's anybody that deserves to call the Chiefs' oh, yeah. first home AFC championship game, it's Mitch. Yeah. So I pulled off some of his audio from the Chiefs' loss to the Patriots yesterday, and I can guarantee you one thing. If there was one person in that stadium that believed from start to finish that the Chiefs were going to come back, it was Mitch Holtis. Yeah. So let's start off early on in the game. I believe the Chiefs were down 7 nothing at this point. And the Patriots drive right back down the field. It's looking like they're going to go up 14 nothing, and everybody's about to panic. And then they come up with a stop. High formation behind Brady. Play action fake. They throw over the middle. It's intercepted. Reggie Ragland's got it in the end zone. He's not going to run it out. He goes down on his hip. And Tom Brady makes a mistake. Tom Brady throws an interception off a play-action pass. And Reggie Ragland has given the Chiefs their first big play of the game. Their first big play of the game and really their only big play of the first half. <laughs> really was. So that was a big turning point in this game, too, because it kept it close. Patriots lead 14-0 at the half. But just like you knew they were going to do, 
The Chiefs get the ball, go right down the field, and Patrick Mahomes finds Travis Kelsey. Three wide, Mahomes out of the shotgun. Zings it for the end zone, caught by Kelsey on a slant. Touchdown, Kansas City, and the Chiefs on the scoreboard. So that made this a 14-7 game at this point, and everybody's feeling good. They're saying, okay, Chiefs are in this one. New England's leading 17-7 going into the fourth quarter. Chiefs have the ball, and they score very quickly in the fourth quarter. 17-7 New England. 14.56 to go in the game. First down, goal to go at the one. Damian Williams, single back. They're going to run a roll out to the right side. Throw for Dale Williams. He catches the football. Right side. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby, here in the AFC Championship game. Hightower couldn't hang with Damian Williams and Patrick Mahomes. Velcros the ball to the arm of Williams for a touchdown. They're right in the thick of it, baby. Velcros the ball. Okay. It was a pretty good word for what happened on that. I thought it was going to hit Hightower in the back. Yeah. So that makes it 17-14. And then the Chiefs finally catch another big break in this game. And this is right after the Edelman fumble, too. Mm -hmm. Dirty Dan, Daniel Sorensen, yeah. comes up with a big interception. They stack the right side, a tight end, and two tight flankers to the near side. Play fake. They fire it on a down the pass is tapped and intercepted. Dirty Dan's got it. 35 to the 30. Cutting back to the near side. They won't review that one. That play stands. It is an interception off a tip pass. And the Chiefs are in business. Makes me think Mitch was a little getting tired of replay. <laughs> His voice was probably giving out on him. Yeah. So the Chiefs get the interception. And they turn around and immediately take the lead. Damian Williams, halfback to the right of Mahomes. Kelsey trying to tuck in behind left tackle. Play fake. They're going to run a screen near side. Damian Williams set up 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Kansas City! A perfectly executed and called screen by Big Red. A 23-yard touchdown. The Chiefs have their first lead of the night in this AFC Championship game. So the Chiefs lead 21-17 with 7.45 to go. New England gets the ball back. Yeah, you guessed it. 10 plays, 75 yards. They take the lead 24-21. But the Chiefs, like they had been doing all game, even though they got the ball back with about three and a half minutes left, they go right down the field and regain the lead. First down, goal to go at the two-yard line. Kansas City handoff. Damian Williams into the end zone. Blast in there. Touchdown. Kansas City. And the Chiefs regain the lead at 27-24 to at 2.03 to go in the game. And then a bad one happened. Yeah. I'm going to play the audio from when Mitch Holtis thought that the Chiefs just had the game-sealing interception, oh, that the Chiefs were going to the Super Bowl. I bet he had a line worked up oh, to say sure. something about the great Len Dawson. Hank Stram would be proud. 65, Lamar Hunt is securing 65 this. 65 toss power trap two. I bet he had it ready to go, but here was his initial reaction to what would have been the game-sealing interception. Tom Brady. Chiefs with two deep safeties. Brady takes the snap. Retreats into the pocket. Fires it near side, the pass deflected and intercepted. It is intercepted, now lost out of bounds, but the Chiefs should have the ball. Javarius Ward has it, but a penalty offside on Kansas City is going to neutralize it. Javarius Ward at the interception is going to go away. Offside, defense number 55, lined up in the neutral zone. The five-yard penalty will replay third down. D Ford trying to get an advantage. Lines up in the neutral zone. 
And New England gets a gigantic break. I think he was the saddest person in Arrowhead Stadium right on that there, one. The football gods were against him. 39 seconds left. Rex Burkhead, the former Husker, pushes into the end zone. Brady under center, handoff, Burkhead left, pushes forward, and into the end zone, New England takes the lead at 39 seconds to go on a four-yard run by Burkhead. So then the game-winning or the game-tying field goal by Harrison Butker from 39 yards out. Mitch wasn't real over the top. I think he knew that they were going to overtime, and mm -hmm. it was just sort of, okay, it's right down the middle. It was yep. perfect. Yep. So they get into overtime, and here is the final call on the Chiefs' side of things Ooh. that was not quite as exciting as Rex Burkhead scored again. They load up with extra bigs. Burkhead the tailback. Devlin the fullback. Brady under center, Burkhead left side, plows into the end zone, and the Patriots have won the AFC Championship. The Patriots have won the AFC Championship in overtime, and the Chiefs never got a chance to have the football. Ugh. Yeah. Not quite as fun. Yeah. It was more fun when they beat the Colts and Andrew Luck couldn't throw and the Chiefs' defense looked real yeah. good, but you just knew when Tom Brady, poor underdog Tom Brady, oh, nobody yeah. believes Woe in him. Me. Uh, yeah, poor me. Yeah. Nobody believes in Tom. Yeah. They found a way to win. They Tom. went on the road. Just his third road playoff victory. Stick it in your ear, Tom. That's what I said. <laughs> by the way, the Chiefs' other loss, loyal fan of the show called in. Seattle was the other loss. Yeah, we couldn't think about it. Steve yeah. and I get confused we, a lot. I'm always confused. It was one I try to forget yeah. a lot of the time. So the Chiefs lose. We're bummed that we didn't get to have Mitch Holtus on the air. We'll have the Chiefs Kingdom show a little bit later tonight at 6 o'clock so they can recap all of the nightmares of last night and you can relive all of those nightmares again at, Let me at ask their you show. This. Would you rather lose that way or would you rather lose like 38 to 20? I would have rather been blown out. Yeah. Then you just go up. Yeah, we weren't uh, good. We defense weren't good, wasn't good enough. Patrick yeah. Mahomes not quite ready. You can come up with excuses. Mm -hmm. But when you're that close... And it takes and I, this I defense just, to do it. 94 plays to 47. That's oh, it right. was a beatdown. Yeah, it was. I don't think people realize how bad of a beatdown it Statistically, was. Statistically, if you didn't know the score of the game and you looked at the stats. Oh, you would think it, it was, was 50 to 52 20. 52 to 24 or something like that. It was bad. Yeah. And the Chiefs, <laughs> they had four first downs from penalties. Yeah. That was a big reason why they even had a chance. Yeah. I, I didn't think the Patriots got a lot of breaks in terms of penalties in this game. No. I thought that they were called for some holdings and some pass interferences. Well, Steven Nelson interfered almost every Oh, time. well, he was, <laughs> he was a man, toast brother, as man, Steve would say. Yeah, he was toast. 12 drives, 94 plays. What is 94 divided by 12? Like eight? Yeah. Well, 12 times eight's. 96, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Math is hard. Yeah. So they're going eight plays a drive, while the Chiefs had 47 plays on 11 drives. So they're going not quite five plays a drive, right. which is a good thing that they could score so fast. Yeah. But New England just held on to the football and dominated the Chiefs yesterday. All right, Steve. We'll take one more break. Be back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 
Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, it was a weird weekend. There were some highs. There were some real big lows. We'll talk a little bit more about Bullpup basketball on the show tomorrow and their McPherson Invitational falling to Shawnee Mission East in the championship game to finish second. We'll talk about that a little bit more, but looking ahead to the Super Bowl coming up here in two weeks. Are you excited for it? Are you going to watch it? I think you probably will, but are you going to look at it a little differently? Oh, I would have been excited with the Chiefs. I think well, I figured not, you would have. Without the Chiefs in there, it's 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 anticlimactic for me. Uh, Patriots. What are your thoughts here early on? Patriots are going to get it done. I, I mean, if they survive the Chiefs, I went the Rams. I didn't think played very well yesterday. To be honest with you, um, Todd Gurley was horrible. He they he hardly up, played. Yeah, they end up benching him. I'm not a big believer in Jared Goff in the on the biggest stage. Uh, he had a up and down. You did game. pick him on the road at the Saints. Yeah, I did, but I I didn't. I never had faith in New Orleans all year. To be honest with you, I just I just didn't think that that the Saints would get it done. So I, I think Patriots probably by seven on my first glance at it. I think the Patriots are like two and a half or three point favorites. Very. I think the Rams opened up as the favorite. But it's the line has moved a little bit more to favor New England. So here's a theory, Steve. What happens if New England wins the Super Bowl? Is there a chance Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, grab the Lombardi trophy and grab the microphone from Jim Nance or whoever's down on the field and they say, All right, we'll see you later. And they walk off the field and never come back. Is there a chance that could happen? And the Patriots just turned things over to Josh McDaniels? I don't know. Um, Brady has been so adamant about wanting to play till he's 45. And, but uh, will he get another chance to win one like this? Well, you know, he plays in a division where they're guaranteed to win the division. They're guaranteed to be the in the AFC play- least? Yeah, yeah, they're guaranteed to be in the playoffs every year as long as they got that pitiful division with the Bills, Jets, and, and who's the other ham and egger? You've got the Bills, you've got the Jets, and you've Dolphins. got the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, Pistols, Dolphins, they're not... They're never any good. None of them have any – all three of them are just horrible offensive football teams. So you don't think there's any chance that they would just walk off if they I won? I could see Belichick before Brady, to be honest with okay. you. Okay. Really Why could. is that? Belichick's like 68 or 9 years old, something like that, 67. And what more does he have to prove? Brady just wants to – Brady just has this desire to win every year and just keep winning. And prove everybody wrong. Yeah, and – yeah, woe is me, Tom. Kiss everybody. Yeah, yeah. He's a weird guy. Pretty boy fancy pants. We didn't really talk about it at all at the beginning, and we're almost out of time, but does Eric Berry need to retire? I wrote in my column today that was his last game. For one thing, he's broken. His body has betrayed him. I mean, and he let the guy whose body is even more betrayed well, him I completely said if, dissect I think him. I wrote in my column, if those two guys ran a 40-yard dash, I'm not sure either could break 5-5. Five, five. I mean, that was pitiful to watch. That was just two guys that are physically, almost physically just shot trying to defend each other. Eric Berry just, he didn't look like he belonged on the field yesterday. I and I and know Maybe he, it's a surprise. The guy that didn't play in any games really this year and didn't practice all season yeah. wasn't very good in the yeah. biggest moments. Yeah, he hadn't played enough, and, and he's had a great career. He's overcome, you know, he overcame cancer. I mean, he's overcome everything you can imagine. But sometimes... Your body's telling you it's just time to give it up. And I thought he looked he looked like he was 40 yesterday out there. He's the one that looked 41 instead of Tom Brady. 
Eric Berry was very bad. Yeah. Especially down the stretch when... Also, before we get out of here, maybe we'll find the audio tomorrow. Tony Romo was awesome Tony Romo. Unbelievable. He's a better mind than anybody on the Chiefs staff. It's it's unbelievable. The first year I listened to him, I didn't like him. I always liked him. But then, when I started listening to him, what he was saying, man, that guy, he's a step ahead. He's a step ahead every play. And he was calling everything just... Bam. He's saying, you got Perfect. Gronk out there one-on-one. Yeah. If the safety comes down, he's going to throw it to him. Yeah. Safety comes down, they throw it to well, him. Well, I mean, why did we need to watch the game when we knew it was going to happen? Because Tony Romo said it was going to happen. <laughs> so, Tony Romo right now, he is elevating himself to the top. He did a great job yesterday. Yeah. Now we get him for a Super Bowl. Yeah. CBS. Hello. Jim Nance. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. And yeah. Tony Romo. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm not so sure about that yeah, one. Yeah. I like Tony Romo. Yeah. He, he Tony Romo is now... You know he's he's the he's the football what Johnny Miller is to golf. Ooh, yeah, John, big move, John Miller, I should say. Steve, tomorrow on the show we can talk a little bit about bullpup basketball, recapping the weekend at the McPherson Invitational. We can even talk a little bit about the girls getting ready for their tournament. A very busy weekend for us coming up, and a busy weekend last weekend. We can talk about all sorts of stuff. We've got Matt College basketball. We'll be at tonight. It'll be a great week of shows, and I think at some point we'll have Jerry Fithian on to to talk a little bit about the Mid-America Classic. So, Steve, it's going to be a big week. We're both going to be feeling better. Uh, I feel confident in that. I'll tell you, there's not enough NyQuil in the world that's going to make me get any better faster. I've been slogging that stuff down like it's going out of style. Just don't get in your car after (laughs) taking it. Don't go, oh, I forgot one thing at the station and swerve all around the road, and I don't want to bail you out of jail for a DUI. There you go. Driving under the influence of NyQuil. There you go. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well,